foot enthusiasts, minimal footwear lovers, or anyone trying to fix your own feet, I'm heading to North Carolina this May to lead a live, in-person, three-day retreat all about feet. I'm going to be at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. It's so beautiful there. And are you ready to hear what I'm calling it? The retreat is called Healing Your Soul, a stepwise approach to building forever functional feet. That's so good, right? If you want to learn all about how to take care of the muscles, bones, joints, fascia, and nerves of the feet, and learn how strong feet and ankles relate to sustainable hips and knees, this event is for you. In addition to the classroom and movement time with me, you're on retreat. So there's delicious meals, a nature-rich campus that you can explore on foot, and plenty of time for rest and relaxation, all included. A retreat is a perfect way to care for yourself in the moment, but also in the future. You are coming to learn a massive toolkit of information. So whether you're a competitive runner, a dynamic ager, or a healthcare practitioner, this is a weekend full of movement for you and your feet. And like I said, you're gonna leave with a toolkit and a big swag bag that you can use to train your feet for life. For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is the Move Your DNA podcast, a show where movement science meets your every year life. I'm Katie Bowman, biomechanist, author, and year-round mover. All bodies are welcome here. Let's get moving. Okay, friends, welcome. 2022 is nearly over. We will soon hang on to 2023. This means it's time to do my annual, annual and air quotes, end of the year health recap. Now I'm doing air quotes right now because I've missed the last three years of doing this. This was something that Danny and I used to do back when the podcast was young, back when Danny and I were young. Uh, <laughs> and I've been, I got a lot of emails and social media hits of going, please bring back the end of the year recap because you didn't do it in 2019, 2020 and 2021. So I, as a gift to all of you who are asking, I've asked Danny to come on with me today so we could do our traditional end of the year recap. Welcome, Danny, to the Move Your DNA podcast. Thank you. It's so fun to do this again because remember, people used to, they used to do it with us, right? Yeah. They'd like, they'd write in and go, oh, yeah, I, I did it along with you because it's just an awesome check in. So, and I definitely can feel that we haven't done it in a few years. Right. You I know, have so many answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's a it's very it's a very valuable exercise. They are not my questions. They they came from an interview that I did over ten years ago. Someone did them on their show. I will link to the actual list of questions in the show notes so that you can, after listening to it, immediately go download and do your own. The original show that I was on wasn't necessarily about health. It was just asking these questions to recap a year in general. We focus it. It's always been like how, what was like your biggest triumphs as they relate to uh, movement or health in general. This year I was, I changed that wording a little bit for myself to say uh, my body relationship, 
body care. Like I really am focusing on this idea of I'm in a relationship with my body. It has certain needs and we are constantly negotiating those needs. Like what does my relationship with my body look like? So that's how I chose to reflect. Um, Sometimes I'll use the word health. Sometimes it'll be movement, but it's really about overall the relationship that I'm in with my physical being. There's a lot of questions here. We have there a limited are. time. So, so we're going to go, we're going to go through. And if you feel like skipping, just say skip. I'm going to say skip. If it, if I just feel like we want to take more time to talk about other ones. So we've got a lot of wiggle room here. Perfect. Excellent. Okay, good. Oh, right, I'm so, excited. I'm excited. Yes. All right. So what was your biggest health or movement or body care triumph in 22 or, or I'm going to say, or in the last, since 2019, because it's been a while. Oh gosh. Well, that would change everything. So I'm just going to think of the most recent uh, year. I think for me, knowing that you can't pour from an empty cup and then actually living my life to support that knowledge. Like I've known that for years, I've said it for years, but then I feel like I've gotten to a place in my life where I live proactively for that healthy relationship. So, so that I support that. Um, I think, yeah. What was yours? Well, interesting. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it also relates to a cup. Um, I would say it is that I now um, don't have any stimulants or depressants in my life. Uh, like, like in terms of coffee, coffee is the big one. I've never, I'm not an alcohol drinker, but but the one thing that I really felt that I was needing was coffee, caffeine. And so over the last three years, first I started by um, switching, getting off of regular morning coffee to like tea. And then it took another year and then I was off tea and then I could just use any sort of herbal morning beverage. And now I'm off needing a morning beverage at all. Like that, that whole, like I wake up in the morning and feel like I needed that. And that was big because I felt like this is for me personally, I felt like I, something else needed addressing in my life that I couldn't get to because I could always solve it with the morning thing, whether it was not getting my sleep hygiene wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That can mess up the read on that for sure. It was messing up my read. I wanted to be able to get a read. Where am I without these external pieces? Where is my actual body right now? Yeah. And so that was, um, in addition to like the last three years of keeping my mental health intact, which was definitely a health triumph. It was this other thing of going, oh, I got to read on where I was without any input so I could make changes. And again, we all need the inputs that we need, but I, it turns out that I didn't need this one once I was able to toggle other things, once I could see it. Right. That's pretty cool. Good job. Thank you. Um, okay. What was the smartest health or movement decision you made in 2022? Uh, moving closer to town. At the beginning of the pandemic, we moved up into the woods uh, on the first day of lockdown. And so it was sort of isolating. And My true had, love gave to me. Yeah. Is that what, it, what did your true love give to you? No. On the first day of lockdown. I thought we were going to oh. do like the 12 days of lockdowns, but we should, we, no, no, not, <laughs> too soon, too soon. So moving closer to town because it really established better community. It established uh, old walking habits that fit more into regular life. So that was big for me. What about you? Um, For me, this sounds strange, but I deciding to go into the pediatric field of occupational (gasps) therapy Um, because I didn't originally intend that. But as far as movement, there's no better job 
because you are up, you are down, you're on the floor, you're on your belly, you know, you're modeling this stuff for kids. And so I just feel like I, I hit the gold mine with that. Like I'm, I am in constant motion and in so many different ways that it's, I love it. I love that because I bet you, we tend to not think there's people who are like, I know I'll never want to work in an office. I don't want to sit down that much, but there are other people who go into fields and be like, Oh, where's the most movement rich version? Pediatrics is so right. You know, like you can sit on the floor. Like if there's a lot of a variety in how you can yeah, do Yeah, there's not a whole lot of repetition and that's really feels good to just have all those different movement vitamins going on all the time. You probably just shifted the career of, of some people, <laughs> you know, like, or, or, or set a future path. All right. A single best word that sums up your 2022 health or movement experience. Proactive. Hmm. Just like looking forward to, I I want to feel this way. What do I need to do to get there? It kind of ties into that empty cup thing. It's just like, what do I need to feel my best and, and not waiting? I've never been a reactive person really. Like I don't wait till things are bad. Actually, since I met you, you kind of helped me change that. So thank you. But I think just proactive, like working, thinking ahead. How do I want to feel? What do I need to do to get there? What was your single word that best sums up? Also a P word, packed. It was just packed. I feel like uh, I felt like there's been a deficit from the last few years. And so the response was sort of packing. Once, once I had more uh, control over things, I definitely tried to pack the health and the movement into the available space. I don't know if it was a, a good word, but packed it was. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of like we packed our time afterwards, you know, pack, we packed the summer with seeing more people and doing more things after not seeing people and not doing things, right? The response was to sort of make the average equal to if you had been doing things throughout the year. So I definitely um, have noticed a, a quickening of pace and trying to do more in the same allotted time uh, as a way of making up for it. Although I don't think you can actually make up for things. True. It's, okay. Greatest. What is the greatest lesson you learned about health in 2022? Uh, yeah, this one's weird. This one is about, again, the relationship with my body. And I would say it has more of a mental health slant than it has a um, physical body. Although I don't really see the two as being that different, but um, the greatest lesson that I learned is that knowing the type of knowing that comes from learning is part of what makes me feel safe Mm. that that and I didn't really have that connection before that for me learning what's going on is part of my set of safety it might be the primary thing that makes me feel safe what about you the aging bodies need more proactive work and it's just a reality. <laughs> like it's just a reality that, yes. that, and it's really been cool. Like I like aging and I, I don't resent it and I don't fear it. I think it's really a crazy, awesome adventure, but the reality is you can't just sit back and let it roll over you and expect, you know, to be able to keep doing the things you want to do. So that's just been, I mean, it hasn't been a shocker. It's just been like, Oh, Okay. You know, it's kind of like a car that needs more maintenance or whatever, yeah. but yeah. 
it's just how, how we are. I love that. And that definitely ties into some later questions for me as well. Cause I think I'm there with you. Um, most loving service that you performed in 2022. Okay. So this, um, I got trained as a Reiki practitioner, which is like energy work. And I was called to it in the strangest way. I just, and I actually have been using what I've learned and what I've been practicing in my occupational therapy practice. And it's been huge. In fact, some of my coworkers have called me the voodoo woman or the witch because I've been able to make such a huge change in some of these kids' lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also have been giving away, like people want to pay me for it, but I've just been giving them these free sessions. And that's been huge to like have that exchange with people. But it turns out that the biggest service that it gave the loving service was back to me. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I do this and give it to people, but it, it's just like, it comes back and I didn't see that coming. So isn't that how it works though? Isn't that, isn't that how, how it works? That works? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> hey, I want to, um, okay. You tell me yours. What was the most loving service you performed? Um, for me, it was, um, I became a CASA, a, a, a children's advocate, which oh, is a, yeah. a, a guardian ad litem, which is um, a role that we have in the United States. Children don't have, children under 12, you know, don't have uh, really advocacy when the state intervenes into a parent-child relationship. The the issue is really between the parents who've lost their parenting rights and the state. Children don't have advocates really. And so there is this role where it's a volunteer role, but you take training and you um, are sworn in by a court. And, and that's what I did. That's what I did with my, um, my time, you know, during the pandemic, you know, like that's what I chose to do. I saw a billboard. And so, yeah, I, um, as I was running grow wild, I was thinking there's a lot of different experiences that children have and, Many families have, you know, the luxury of making more nature time and more movement the priority. And some families are struggling to the point where they're they're not even meeting basic needs like safety, food. And so I wanted to balance my work in the world a little bit. And so that is um, it's not a full time job, but it is it takes up a significant amount of of time. It's like having a a part-time job. It's like having a second part-time yeah, job. No. It, I can attest to that. One of my friends did that and you, you did do a lot of training um, and it's huge. I think that's so cool. I feel like we're both like, and I see the same thing with occupational therapy and kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you, you're saying, Oh, like these basic things that some families just aren't getting it. So, so we can work together. Yay. All right, Brock, you're probably gonna have to cut this out, but I gotta, I gotta raise my desk. I can only sit still so long. And then I just get, I get squirmy. Whatever. That's staying in. That is staying in. Go. That's behind the scenes. Like okay. we gotta stand there up go. too. I raised it up. Okay. What was your biggest piece of unfinished health or movement business in 2022? I'm going to skip this one. Cause it's not over. Okay. And I just don't, I feel like we can do what we can do. We didn't miss anything. What about you? Okay. I'm going to, for me, it's walking. I used to walk Uh like about 60 minutes a day. And with Mm -hmm. my new job, I haven't been able to do that unless I would get up earlier than five. I keep telling, telling myself I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I also respect my sleep 
commitment. Sure. But I am switching to a new schedule in January. And that's one of my goals is like fold that back in because it's one of my happy places. So you didn't get your walking. So my question is, which goal are you most happy about completing in 2022? Finally, truly keeping myself hydrated. Like for the first time ever, it is just, it's a part of who I am now and I feel the difference. It makes a lot of difference. So I think that's one of those things that I've worked and worked and worked over many years to get there. And I feel like I finally made that commitment and we're there and I'm keeping it. All right. Hold I, on ain't go- I ain't going back. I got to take a sip out of this sink. Hold on one second. You have made me <laughs> simplify saying that. <laughs> um, whoa. Are you recording in a bathroom? <laughs> it's like you tuned me into the realization. Like I am dehydrated <laughs> right now because for me too, that's a, that's a really good one uh, for me. And, and just because you said that right now, not only did I take a sip, that's going to go on to my 2023 things to really be paying attention to. Look at you changing the world, changing <laughs> the world. You, you stayed hydrated. What yes. I did, that was one of my goals was, um, I really wanted to do, I, there's this, uh, hike local to me that is up in the Olympics. It's challenging. It's multiple days. It's, it's not super technical, but the fitness level or the needs to be there or the ability to negotiate your parts or to deal with being uncomfortable is a skill set that was required. And I wanted to do it with a group of women. And I wanted to do it with a group of women that I didn't necessarily know that well, but wanted to do more. And so I made that happen. <laughs> like we had 12 women go up and do this high divide hike that took us up way up into the Olympic mountains to the top of them over three days. And all I can say is it was magic. Like it was, it was just magical. The best thing about it was one of the ideas in my mind when I was imagining it, like at the end of last year was having everyone bring like one token to the group over the three days. They could reveal it when they wanted to reveal it. Um, and so it was like, it was like being on a retreat, right. Where, where like people were just, if it's 12 and it's only three days, four days or four times in a day, some sort of magical thing is being dropped, whether it's, um, when, yeah, someone was a body worker and gave everyone a massage at some point, like, like she was just dropping down and gave 12 massages over the three days. Um, There was stretches being given. There was someone who knew all the wildflowers who would identify anything with you and work you through it. There was someone who volunteered to take all the photos. There was someone who just brought readings to share, like poetry at different points. Someone brought, made backcountry brownies fresh on the end of the second day and baked them hot in the pan. You know what I mean? Like just, wow. it was magical, Danny. It was magical. But it sounds so rich. Like what oh, an unbelievably rich experience. Yes. It was so far beyond the physicality of it. It was a significant removal from your everyday in this self-powered way. And there were people who struggled and then, you know, then, then you have to sort of, it's like, you have to shift your expectation and figure out who's going to lift this person up. And then when it's your time to need something extra, other people are going to meet you there. There were tears, 
there was laughter, there was nudity, there, there was, <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there was all sorts of things happening and it was, oh my gosh. it was going down in the highlights of my life. Let's just say that's, that. that's awesome. Yeah. That is really awesome. Good for you. I hope awesome. you do it again. I will. I'll invite you. You want to invite me, invite okay. me. All right. Okay. So who are the three people that had the greatest impact on your health or movement in 2022? It's, uh, I put my dog and that's a dumb answer. I mean, it's, it's the same. It's my kids. It's, it's my dog. It's, it's the people whose needs I'm trying to finagle alongside with mine. They impact it. They impact me the most. And then if I have to do an external person, I'm going to say Atul Gawande who wrote being mortal. That book is really, um, shaping how I'm thinking about like my work and, and things. So thanks Ooh, a tool. Check it out. Oh, but you, yeah, it's definitely, can't, a must can't, read. I can't read enough. So what about you? Awesome. Sorry. Um, tool, go, I just want to apologize to a, having my dog and a tool Gwande on the same. It should be the opposite direction, but, but still, these are all people. So well, that's exactly what about you? I only have two. So my sweetheart who has been like, really proactive in his health and, and learning, you know, I teach him all the stuff that I knew and he does it and it's cool watching that progression. Um, so it inspires me to keep, keep taking care of myself. And then this is weird, my physical therapist, because I had never been to physical therapy. I finally went for an issue and being there reminded me of how you can't bank health and that yeah. you, you have to always work toward. I know we've always talked about that, yeah. but it just kind of, you know, I lost sight of it and this was, it was a good, oh no, wait. And you too. Okay. Your Aww. stickers, the stickers, the phone. I know we're just recording this, but I'm holding up my phone and showing her the head ramping stickers. stickers. I put those little buggers everywhere. My daughter's like, they're such a nerd. Why are those everywhere? But <laughs> after all these years of like, we're trying to remember to do it when I'd get a pain or whatever. I feel like it's become me because of those stickers. So mm. I think everyone should buy the stickers and give them to people. And they're awesome. I'm going to have to make a pelvic. You. I'm, I'm putting oh. you in there. Yeah. Wow. What an honor. Okay. Greatest health risk you took in 2022. I didn't. Is that okay. weird? I just no. didn't. No, yeah. no. I think that's fine. What about you? I'm going to two words, tiny house. And well, two more, were, two more words. You were, you were in four, a tiny house. Four people. Oh, I'm talking 500 square foot. I live in a tiny 500 year. square. I, I live in a 500 square foot house with four people and five, if you include my dog. So um, that's a that was a risk, and and um, we're in it. Yeah, it's been pretty great. It's been pretty challenging. It's risky. Risky. Yes. It's risky, but um, it's risky. Yeah. So that's, well, that's you, can, you can sacrifice things, you know, you can get in the habit. So, well, that was a point. The point is like, what is, you know, and like, I just have to say that this is a very comfortable, very warm, full of food. Right. All my needs are being met. All it is, is um, small. And then it's sort of like, again, like the coffee, like, it's just, what is the infrastructure it is requiring for my body to feel okay, for my mind to feel okay, for me to feel okay in relationships? And it had gotten too big for my comfort, right? I was like, maybe, you know, as we were talking about like how much we consume and, and just to be aware of 
of how big my exoskeleton is to protect myself. So mm -hmm. I'm just working on sloughing it off in little bits at a time and then seeing what comes up, you know, on the inside, sorting out my inside, getting rid of the junk drawers of my inside. And then, you know, cool. it's, it's like that. Awesome. Um, and really enjoy when I go over to other people's big houses. I'm like, ah, oh, this feels so good. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So what was your biggest health surprise in 2022? Uh, Pre-menopause. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 wow. That's all I have to say about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I was not. It's a journey. Yeah, it is. And it has to start some point. And it started maybe even partly because of stressful times. Like it's hard to separate what's extra stress right. and what's pre-menopause. But then maybe it's always hard to separate the two, but definitely I feel like I'm in the beginning of it and just, I have a lot to learn. I have a lot that wasn't on my radar before, but it is, it is now. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, so I got a super mild case of COVID, but I, I'm still paying for it. Like uh, lung wise, um, oh. my three months later. And so it sort of baffles me because I've always been very sturdy. So that, that was a surprise to me, like that something could knock me, like that could change my, my structure that way, you know, and my constitution. And I didn't, I didn't really like it because I've <laughs> always been like, Oh, you know, the mind makes the body and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. this is, this is weird. So that was a surprise. Like it kind of just, now it's time to read being mortal. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, I, I, I we're living. Yeah. It's, it's real. So I'm sorry to hear that, but also that it's. I'm sure it will radar. be. Yes, it will be. We'll be able to reverse it. So, what important relationship improved most this last year? Oh, this one is good. I don't know if this is getting older or what, but my relationship to progress versus perfection. Mm -hmm. um, because I finally began to appreciate the the progress and so no longer beat myself up about not hitting that perfection but just like really enjoy progression yeah so that was it what important relationship improved most for you I'm gonna, I'm just piggybacking on your answer I'm gonna say ditto I didn't really have anything but it was sort of around that ballpark of just um my it's this idea of uh too much stuff like doing too much. I, I'm not really a perfectionist in that way. Like I, I don't really hold myself or feel like, oh, that wasn't perfect. It, but I do feel like I have a, a production volume that I feel comfortable doing and I mm -hmm. think it's too high. And so adjusting that relationship, that's when I'm, it's still, tr I'm still trying to improve it, but it definitely, the awareness that it needs to be improved is there now, even if the steps to, to improving it practically have are for 2023. <laughs> if I could just finish this thing and then I'll do it after. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is a compliment that you would have liked to receive, but didn't? You seem so calm for working so hard. <laughs> what about you? Um, I always have disliked this question. So I'm not gonna, not gonna answer it. I don't know why. It just, it never has suited me. Well, how about a compliment that I will give you, which is like, it's just so nice to chat with you. I think you just bring a lot to the room when we um, do oh. podcasts or just hang out. So, oh, 
Thank yeah. you. What compliment would you have liked to have given? I have an answer here. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I say this. This is again, sort of not exactly, but I, instead of a compliment, I would say I have an apology to a friend when I was 12 years old that I need to give her. And that's been on my mind for the last year. And so it's not a compliment. Well, the compliment is this, you, your friendship made my younger years, like nine to 13 bearable. It was because of you that I had a completely positive experience during those years. It just took that one friendship, but then that one friendship shifted and like, I'm not really sure why. Do you listen to the heavyweight podcast? Mm-mm. I love it. It's basically heavyweight is this um, idea like you've been carrying this heavy weight on your back for a long time that seems to be unsolvable because it involves people that are in your past. And this person helps find the person, clarify the thing that's been a heavy weight on your mind. And a lot of them are about things that happen to you when you're kids. And like, it's really, when I'm listening to it, like kids really don't think about what was going on in the way that a grown ups think about what's going on. There's, they're growing up, they're struggling with all these different dynamics. They're not, you know, like friendships, well, their, world, their worldview is just different. It's, it's just, that's all it, it's all, it's all it yeah. is. Like, it's really close. It's small, right? Like they're managing mm-hmm, their exactly. Pieces. So when I, as my kids are now the same age as I was going through this friendship, all my stories are about, well, you know, this is the things, these are the things that we did and this is what we did. And then I was like, whatever. And then, you know, a kid's like, whatever happened to her? And I'm like, man, we just, stopped being friends and I can't, I can't pull up why. And so I, I'm like, did I do something? Whether I just sort of shifted and went in a different direction. Did I abandon her? Does she feel abandoned because of it? Maybe it's all in my mind. I need to have this conversation with her. And, and, and that's, and that's what I'm doing to close out this year. That's really beautiful. What about you? Awesome. What about you? So I give compliments daily. That's my jam, especially to strangers. Mm -hmm. And I never let an opportunity pass me by. If I think about saying something and I don't, I'll actually go back to a place to tell somebody because I like people to feel seen. I -hmm. like when people feel seen. And I think those little compliments that you can give a person, especially a stranger or someone you live with, the little things make them feel seen. And I think that's like essential to world happiness. Okay. What else do you need to do or say to be complete for, for 2022? Um, congratulations, Danny. You worked really hard to keep balance and it paid off. All right. Nice. Get, what about you? For me, it's push the print button. I got, I'm finishing up a book <laughs> and like, we just got to hit that print button for the end of the year. And then this year we'll be done. Uh, I will feel awesome. Good. All right. Awesome. Mo- moving on. 2023. 2023. So that was looking back. Now we're looking forward. What would you like your biggest health triumph in 2023 to be? Um, I think for me, just losing like that menopause, like because so I went through my pre-menopause, happy surprise, a few mm-hmm. years ago, and just decided, you know what, I'm leaning into this and like I'm gonna go through this whole process. And so I think just lose 20 pounds for the sake of movement. You know, I really notice it like down on the floor with kids and I feel that. 
that extra thing. So for me, that would be really cool to do. That it would be a gift to my body for mm-hmm. movement's sake. Mm-hmm. What about you? Your biggest health triumph? Uh, yeah, like I, it to be? I think it's still back into that mental health place for me, which is about, um, I would like to focus on doing fewer things and those things be higher quality things. That, that seems to be what I've identified, which would make my mind and my body feel better overall. All those things are always, always going to involve making a choice. The quality things means moves my body well or takes care of my physical self as I'm doing it. But yeah, f- fewer right. high quality things, not so much um, frenetic uh, stuffed activity. That's definitely what the last few years have been like for me. That's a good um, realization. Yeah. Um, what health advice would you want to give yourself for 2023? Uh, set, it has to do with setting intentions. I have a friend who um, she makes rituals. Like that's her business is, is helping people make rituals. And she has a social media ritual, which is what you do before you ever go onto social media. You never stumble into it, like, you know, like fall into the room and be like, what's going on here? Let me look around a bunch of stuff. <laughs> she, she's like, before you even knock on that door, you have to ask yourself a very short set of questions. And like, that's the ritual. You could light a candle, I guess, if you wanted to, but it's mostly this idea of what am I going for? What, or what am I looking for? What am I hoping to get from it? When will, when will I know that I'll be done? Well, like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're just sort of going in and like randomly stuffing it. I think it's very similar to like the idea of like mindful eating, like this idea of you, you are setting an intention before you do it or else you don't know why you're there, which means you'll do anything. You have very little boundaries around that practice. So, so that is that idea of setting an intention really before most things that I do is going to be my my health advice right. to myself. That, that is super helpful. Thank you. Because I have not been doing social media for about three years. Mm-hmm. And I just recently started to like peek back in every once in a while. And I haven't liked how I felt. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to think about like, what do I want from this? I love that. That is excellent advice. Tell your and friend. Thank you. I will. And I, I'll see if I can, if I can find the actual article that she wrote about oh, it, please. I'll link to yeah. it in the show notes because it's, you know, it's Perfect. got her, she does everything beautifully and she only does slow, high quality projects. So we'll think it's there. <laughs> what health advice do you want to give yourself for 2023? Keep sleeping, keep hydrating, keep pumping iron, because I have decided and figured out that I, I used to make fun of like lifting weights and like, oh, you don't need to do that. And then I realized that I love the proprioceptive input mm. because I'm like, ADD and it feels good. So it's, it's like for my mental health that I I'm pumping iron and eat less sugar. It's like a big weighted blanket. It's a, it's just Ex- like, that's you, exactly what you, it is. you want like, something to push on. You need something to push on. I need something, something to, push to push on. I need yeah. the heavy work to regulate. And yeah, it's so great to finally at 51 realize that. Um, okay. How are you going to change your movement results in 2023? So I'm definitely going to up my walking once I shift to my new job. That's the main, main goal. How are you going to change your movement results in 2023? Uh, Doing less, doing less of the non-movement parts of my life. I don't know if that's 
Yeah. Very clear. It makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I've just, it's just saying no to the extra stuff that I don't need to do that is encroaching into the parts of the day where I would like to be moving more. No, that's good. What are you trying to complete in 2023 or what would you be happy to complete? Well, I'm going to do a dry January. Do you know what a dry January is? Have you heard of dry January? I do, but I thought you were like, no, no depressants, no. Exactly. So I don't even really drink alcohol. So, but I like the idea of what it is. It's sort of like abstaining for something. So I'm going to do the social media extra internet version of dry January that, that really relates back to like, it really relates back to the problem that I identified in 2023, which is some people doom scroll. Like, have you heard this term doom scrolling? Is it just like looking at bad news all the time? I, I think so. I think so. I feel like I'm such an like, older person right now. I was like, have you heard of this thing called <laughs> called doom, doom scrolling? For me, it's all about... It's um, tic-tac. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the cables go under the ocean? And then they're like, okay, okay. I just feel like my grandmother and I'm trying to explain like how, you know, phones work, you know, or whatever. It's like, I don't explain it to me how it works. So it's... It's, it's that for me, what I've realized is when I feel uncomfortable or threatened because knowing helps me stay safe and calm when I feel uncomfortable going and now everything to know is on the internet, right? You know, I, I will find myself just like trying to deep dive, just trying to find the answer. If I just, if I read enough, if I look deeply enough, I will have certainty about this thing. And so like, it's really just reframing my relationship with mm-hmm. certainty which is you're not going to get it, you know, like you're probably not even going to come close. There is just sort of enough to keep your life going. So my dry January, my dry January is a version of knowing the thing that I go to in my discomfort and not using that tool. So I maybe, you know what I mean? So it's dry, it's dry in air quotes. And then that way, anyone listening, if they were interested into it, they could figure out whatever it is for them. And they're just going to, that it's just so it's my version of a dry January. And you know, people will be like, oh, we're a dry January. I'm not drinking. It's like I'm doing my own version. I'm off social oh media gosh. this month. I, we so need to do a show in February about this because I, I just want to I want to hear and yeah. I want to find out how this went. And it's like mm. stopping. You know, it's stopping when you realize, like, oh, uh, we're so anytime we want to know anything, it's like, let's go look it up. Let's go look it up. My kids now, let's go look it up, look it up, look it up. And I'm like, we're okay. Not like it's, it doesn't need to be known. Like it, like it's not, it's a, it's a music lyric. It's where someone was born. It's who's in this movie. It's not essential. It's like, it's a tick, you know, almost in a way. And then it's, and, and for me, it's become some more of an obsession. It's beyond a tick, you know? Right. And so it's just this, I recognize it in myself and, and I can spend lots of time researching something, because I need to, and that is separate than me doing it because I have to do it to feel calmer, right? It's not the mm-hmm. thing that I'm doing, it's why I'm doing it. And so, but by going dry, it just lets me sort of sort it out. And and so that's what I'm doing. What about you? Wow. Mine's not nearly as deep. <laughs> but but now I'm well, thinking I'm about moisturi- that. I'm moisturizing I- every day. <laughs> I gotta pull back my focus here. Uh I would really, this sounds weird, but I would like to just do 30 push-ups a day. I like it. I'm onto it. I'm into it. Drinking water and doing 30 push-ups a day. Yeah. 
I think yeah, that's, I think like, that's I lift excellent. weights, but that's a whole different thing. You know, it's a whole, sure. and I just, I like that because it would be like regulation and yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I, um, so. I don't think there, it's any less deep. It's, it's, it's just, we're trying to get rid of these ruts in our brain and make mm-hmm. other ones. So whatever you pick is great. Okay. What would you most like to change about your health in 2023? I think increase my cardiopulmonary capacity get back to like mm-hmm. where I was mm-hmm. pre-COVID and even better, even further. Yeah. Right. That's great. Yeah. Why? What? a Yeah. What would you like to most change about your health in 2023? See, this is all about like mental health for me. I think right. like my physical self, like I feel okay where, where I am. I don't think like there's definitely things that I would want to play with, but for me, it's really going like uh, the, the brain care and the mind care. I'm just, again, it's just my relationship with not knowing, like I'm just mm-hmm. really focused on that this year. I've, like it, it was really sort of in the last few years of just hoping I would find the right answer somewhere and realizing like, that's not going to happen. Like I'm just working on that relationship. And I think that that would bring me a lot of peace. It would open up more time and having mm-hmm. more peace and more time is better for my body and also just allows me to do other things with my body that I would like to be doing. Totally. Yeah. That, and that and TikTok videos. I'd like to do more TikTok videos. Um, no, that's a joke. I do not want to it's do t- it. It's TikTok, darling. It's TikTok. Um, okay. Uh, what are you going to learn? <laughs> I love this. What are you going to learn in 2023? What are you going to learn? Get it. <laughs> Learning Spanish. Our, we are going to, um, our family is going to Central America here shortly for the first school semester for a Spanish immersion for, for the four of us. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's so I'm looking to, I, I have some projects in my work that I want to be doing that relate to movement and labor and Spanish is the language that is going to make that easiest for me. I've studied Spanish for a lot of years, but I've never been in a place where it's the primary language. So we're going to do that. And then the, you know, my kids are at the age where I I've always wanted them to be able to have some pathways in their mind opened for the dual language. Mm -hmm. And then also just to see that, humanity and the way humans are doesn't only look like the country that we live in and travel, travel can do that. But I think also being in living in a community in a similar way to the people who live in that community would also change the mind a little bit. Right. Or having someone live in your house that that grew up in a different, you know, that's another way, right? Like it's another way. Yeah, it's a constant check-in. So yeah. for me, um, yeah. Are you saying that, that you have cool. someone in your house that is from another culture and speaks? Another yeah, my language? boyfriend is from El Salvador. Okay, right. So, so right. And so, then you're, so and okay. and he grew up in a revolution as a guerrilla and picking coffee when he was, you know, five years old for right. ten to twelve hours a day. And so it's it's just it's a real, yeah. It's a check-in all the time. It's a mind opener, yeah. a brain opener, yes. brain changer. So you can always interview him for your book because okay. he does your work for his his body, his laboring. So Right. Okay, what are you going to learn in 2023? As you know, dude, I'm chronically curious, so I learn all the things. Right. Um, that's why I, I, I like this question. It's funny, but I can't stop myself. Um, 
but to narrow it down, I think, so I've been teaching myself Spanish for the last three years and now I use it in my job. Um, That's great. A lot. Yeah. About three quarters of my clientele are Spanish speaking. So it's been great for me. So I'm, I'm really going to pump that up so I can, you know, discuss many more things and ask many more questions. And then I've been teaching myself ASL too, because I used to teach, you know, like baby sign language, but now that's also something I'd like to be more conversant and helpful. And so those are my two biggies. Yay. I have a, one of my sisters is deaf. And so, and so as my, my children got their name signs this year, because we had a big family reunion. So name sign is something that's given to you from a deaf person and, and they're just very excited about it. So that's another, another cultural immersion too. I love it. I love that you're doing that. Awesome. Um, Okay. What's, what is your, what's your risk for 2023? What's your risk? So it's kind of like the one you took this last year. Um, I want to keep this health balance that I've worked so hard on to achieve because part of it is not doing too much like you. I I just have been able to, like, I don't walk with headphones and listen to stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. I just listen to the nature around me. I don't have any input while I'm walking, um, that kind of stuff. So keeping that health balance that I've worked so hard to achieve while I try and move to a smaller place while getting my daughter ready to go off to college all at the same time. So I, yeah, I just want to keep, keep it together health-wise during this time. What's your risk for 2023? Probably moving abroad. I mean, I I think that I don't know how risky it is. It's just, it'll be a challenge. Like it's just stepping far out of a box. Like, is that what a risk is? It's like, I'm not going to try rowing across the, you know, the Atlantic ocean. Like I don't have anything that risky in in that sense, but it is just something that challenges me, challenges my comfort. Right. I guess that's what we're using mm-hmm. risk for. More like grit. How are you going to show your grit? Oh, I like that. We should just rework all these. Okay. Okay. We have, this is the last year we're doing these questions. <laughs> Everybody pay real close attention. It's all going to change. What are you most committed to changing and or improving in 2023? I love this one blank. Myself. I'm just going to put myself, but also accepting myself where I am as I work to change and improve. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, is that too like foofy of an answer? No. Is that just me trying to wing it? Cause I don't have an answer. It, I don't, th- nothing resonates with me when I read this question. All right. Out it goes. Then for me, you? I just want to, I just want to camp more. I, I wasn't, when I was in school, that wasn't an option uh-huh. um, because I was working and studying and caring for two kids, single mom in it. And, and then I just, I want to camp more because I really miss that. So, um, yeah. What underdeveloped talent are you willing or planning to explore this upcoming year? Spanish. It's the same answer, right? Like that to me, that is my, but, but most specifically teaching, communicating my work through Spanish, which Mm -hmm. like, you know, when you, when you're going, you're like, how do I study a language? Like what? Like you can sit inside language. Well, I mean, this is kind of relates to movement as I'm making a choice. It's like, do I, you know, my kids are going to be in a, a dual immersion school there where there's native English speakers and native Spanish speakers together, sort of swapping language. I didn't necessarily want to go sit and learn Spanish in a classroom like I have done for eight years previous. I wanted to be learning 
the phraseology of movement and learning teaching movement through Spanish, which is where it's most likely to stick and where I'm most likely to use it in the future. I'm also already fluent in movement. So the Spanish part can just be the add-on to me. It makes it easier right. to, to learn the Spanish in the context that you already understand. And so um, exactly, that's really the most, that's, that is the single quality project that I'm interested in working on, on my, on my time, on my time there, you know, to be able Mm -hmm. to dial that skill in fairly well. Uh, What about you? This is kind of in the, the mental health thing. I think picking up the guitar again, because I used to play guitar a Mm -hmm. lot when I lived in Washington state weekly, you know, a couple times a week and, and I just haven't. So that's, that's something I think that would bring me some joy. Well, and also to say, like, I'm not really an artist kind of person. Like, it seems music is a type of art. Did I say that with a question? It seems like music is art. Is that right? I heard I know, the kids talking I about I that. I wouldn't say you're not an artist type of person. It's just you work in a different medium. Well. It's just, yeah, and it's just not the, it's not the, I'm, I mean, I am creative and the things that I do are creating, but like not in 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 a way that would be immediately obvious. But I started doing theater, right? Because I I do have always liked theater and I am in a play right now in community theater with my kids at the same time. And I feel like, yes, that is a big mental health thing because I am up and moving in rehearsals like for three hours a night. I'm physically doing something with my body. We're not doing anything that's online. We're doing something together. We're doing something in a group of people, learning different people than we would have met in other places. And it totally relaxes my mind because it's different. It's like cross-training. It's cross-training in the broader physical sense. It's me developing a different um, part of myself that, uh, that that is atrophied because of the work that I do and the fact that the work fills up my life. So sorry, I just sort of... I- I love this so hard. This is so great. What's what's the play? It's styled as the worst Christmas pageant ever, but it then best is written after the worst. And it's um, ah. yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just been really fun. I wear a wig. I should send you a picture. It is wow. Sort of talk about too much sensory input. <laughs> it, is, it is big. <laughs> it's all set in this. 60s, 70s. Yeah, it's pretty no, great. This is awesome. Oh, I, I love theater. I used to do it. It's good for you. I'm yeah, proud of you. It is. Thank you. Good. And that, that's not, a, that, that's just that. So I am in, interested in improving other aspects of myself. And I think that language and I think that in language and theater and the arts outside of this other thing that I love doing um, is a good way to, is a good way of looking at cross training mm-hmm. of self theater, I think it shifts your auditory processing mm. in a different way. Um, so I like that. Um, okay. Well, we're getting close to time. Okay. Tell me, tell me some of the answers that you have here on the last few that you want to share. <laughs> uh, okay. So the one, what brings you joy in health for me, it's just mobility. Mm-hmm. I, I am grateful every day for mobility. I, and I just don't take it for granted. So what about you? It's, what you it's outside walking with others straight up. Like if that's my food, like that's my base, basic food. If I can get that, I can really do anything. If I can get a dose of that. Yeah. Early morning, even better. The timing of it really makes a difference for me. Yeah, it's true. Um, And maybe early morning isn't for you, but I have found my time and it is early morning, dark walking with friends. 
Um, what else? So what about the other than yourself? Who are you most committed to loving and serving? Okay. Is that the last one? No, there's one after that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So other than yourself, who are you most committed to loving and serving? Just everyone. Like, I don't know. I don't, that's a, that's an awkward question. Dude, that's my answer too. Uh Every living thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just am really like, I am just trying to cultivate practices and worldviews that consider as many pieces and parts as possible. Yes. Sweet. Um, All right. See, look at this. We have a lot in common. All right. So final, let's see, let's see if we have the same last word. (laughs) What one word would you like to have as your health slash movement theme for 2023? Okay, mine's in Spanish. (gasps) And it's dale, which is just like, bring it, let's go, come on. Like, is that part of andale? No, it's just slang. It's like, give it, it's it's what originally was, was like, give it to me. But it's become as slang as like, bring it, come on, let's do it. Dale. Come on. Yeah, Dale. dale. Yeah. What is your one word? Monotasking. Monotasking. Yeah, look at the, I see, no, they couldn't see your face. (laughs) They couldn't see your face. Like yours is like, mine's Dale, eat the world, vital. And then I'm like, monotasking. (laughs) Monotone, (laughs) monotasking. (laughs) Your face was great. You're just like, "Mm." it was something we need antibodies for or something. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) I was in high school and I got monotasking. You you have to be careful. It's really contagious. That's right. Oh, monotasking. I love you. You're so funny. It's one thing at a time. It's one thing at a time. It's like maybe I don't need to listen to the podcast. So like, it's interesting to see the evolution, right? Like this idea of like, I still believe in stacking versus multitasking, right? Because you're looking for that single task that meets multiple needs. Mm -hmm. But I have found that how easy it is on the other side to cram, you know, if you're like, again, because of the input, like I've just felt like the onslaught of input, like there is too much to listen to, to read in opinions, to consider news, to stay up on. And you're like, Oh God, I have to have it on all the time. And so monotasking is just like, I'm going to move for me specifically the layering in of other inputs while I'm trying to do the thing that I want to give my attention. I don't think I can give the thing that I want to do an attention while I'm also trying to take in other inputs. So right. Monotasking. I get it. Say it in a sexy voice. And then it seems more excited. Dule monotasking. Monotasking. Exactly. I love it. It's really good. Well, thanks for coming on. It was so lovely. To I be had with so you. much fun. Yes. Let's do it again next year. Okay. <laughs> Everyone will be so happy. Yes. I hope you have a wonderful winter season. Have a great new year thank you you too it was fun okay yay hello there my name is brock from vancouver island and this has been move your dna with katie bowman and her guest danny hammett a podcast about movement Hopefully you find the general information in this podcast informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and it shouldn't be used as such. Our theme music was performed by Dan McCormick. Thanks, Dan. This podcast is produced by me, Brock Armstrong, and the transcripts are done by Annette Yen. Thanks, Annette. Find out more about Katie, her books, and her movement programs at nutritiousmovement.com. And have a great New Year's. We'll be back in your ears in 2023.